So today we're going to talk about uh, user engagement and how Amazon Music leverages Amazon Pinpoint to drive growth for, for its service. So as I mentioned, as folks were filing in, uh, we're going to send a push notification campaign this evening uh, with a special prize in it. So if you'd like to receive that and actually see a little bit more about what we are talking about today, uh, please go ahead and, and, and do these two steps. And we'll put this back up later in the presentation, so if you don't have time at this moment, um, we'll, we'll show it to you later. So just to kind of jump into who we are. So first, my name is Zach Barbetta. I'm a senior product manager with Amazon Pinpoint. I'm joined by my colleagues from Amazon Music. We have Johnson Chang, senior manager, and Aaron DeRossiers, a senior developer. So just to set the, the groundwork on what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to do a little bit of a different approach to some of these sessions. We're going to spend just about six minutes uh, talking at a high level. So what, what, how does AWS think about user engagement? Let's spend just about one minute on that. And then we're going to give a brief introduction to Amazon Pinpoint and Amazon Music before we go into this user engagement demo. Um, and we're going to walk through how Amazon Music would send a campaign uh, to the audience, because um, that's eventually what we're going to do, uh, as mentioned later, later today. From there, we're going to dive a little deeper. Uh, we're going to look to see how Amazon Music has architected uh, uh, their backend to work with Amazon Pinpoint. They're going to talk a little bit about some of the, uh, the war stories that they had over the year with us, some of the wins, um, some, of the, uh, some of the things that we learned, we both learned along the way. And, and, uh, and then we'll open it up to, to questions and answers at the end. So, so first, um, how does AWS think about user engagement? So as you all are well, well aware, AWS is many services. And when it comes to user engagement, we, we all really have the same goal in, in terms of empowering you, our, our customers, to have the right conversation with your end users. And when we say right conversation, it's, it's not just about sending a message that has relevant content. It's about sending a message that they really value over the right channel. You know, maybe email is not the best, or maybe it is. Maybe SMS or push is preferred. But sending it over the right channel. And then, of course, you want to send it to the right audience. You, know, you want to segment your users, your app users, into like-minded cohorts so that your message is the most relevant to them. And then finally, you want to send it at the right time. So I'm sure I'm not the only one who has received a notification at an inconvenient time. And you get it, and you say, this might be the best message in the world, but it's you know, in the middle of the day, and I'm walking to a meeting, so I'm not going to engage with it. Or it's sent at 2 AM, and you know, I wake up in the morning, and I have that message with you know, 10 others, so I, I don't really engage with it. So time is a big component of effective user engagement. So an introduction to Amazon Pinpoint. So Amazon Pinpoint's a relatively new service. It was launched last year at reInvent. And there's really three core buckets uh, of Amazon Pinpoint. And first is, is user analytics. So we start there because everything we do is driven off the analytics. And, and why? And I think it's pretty straightforward. I'm sure you all are well aware. But the analytics are our customers talking to us. So maybe they're not talking to us directly, but indirectly through their actions. So if they're clicking on a message, if they're engaging with it, if they're forwarding an email, um, you know, if they're excited about the content you're providing them, that's them communicating that to you. So analytics are really important. And we have really two kind of uh, uh, parts of the analytics, the messaging analytics and then the user analytics. What are they doing within your application? Where are they getting stuck? Uh, what are they clicking on? How much time are they spending? So that's really important, because that really drives the second part, which is targeting. So Pinpoint enables you to leverage the analytics that you just captured, and then create targeting, uh, segmentation and targeting. 
And this is important because this goes back to the first slide. I'll reference the first slide throughout the presentation because it's important. So this enables you to create many segments that are going to be relevant for the messaging that you're sending them. And then the third part of Amazon Pinpoint is messaging. Uh, and again, that goes back to sending the message over the right channel. So we support SMS, push, and email. And, and yesterday, we launched Pinpoint Extensions, which enables you to call Lambda function from Pinpoint so that you can enable other use cases. So those are the three real pillars of Amazon Pinpoint. I'm going to turn it over to Johnson. He's going to talk a little bit about Amazon Music, and then we're going to go into uh, what a demo would look like. Thank you, Zach. Um, so hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Johnson. Uh, I lead engineering uh, for growth uh, in, for Amazon Music. We're a team based in San Francisco. We have a, some satellite teams in Seattle as well. So before I jump in to describe to you what Amazon Music is, um, I wanted to ask you guys first a few questions. So how many of you guys, by the show of hands, are actually Prime subscribers? Oh, wow. Cool. All right. So next question. How many of you guys, before you came to reInvent, knew that Amazon even has a music service? Well, that's pretty good. Well, yeah, obviously. You guys are doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. um, and then third question, I guess, the most important one. How many of you guys are actually Amazon Music users, whether it's Prime Music or Music Unlimited? OK, that's pretty good. OK. So what did I just do with these questions? Um, does anyone know? Yes, exactly. So I actually just segmented you guys, right? So I, I put you guys into buckets, which gives, gives me insights about you know, who you guys are as customers and also your relationship with our product. So that's really useful because you know, if we want to engage you, we want to know, you know what's the right way to engage you that's the most effective. So um, those of you that didn't raise your hand at all during those questions, um, you might be wondering, like, why is Amazon in the music business? Like, what's, what's the deal with that? We're at reInvent. You know, Amazon's about shopping and you know, cloud computing, right? So as a matter of fact, um, Amazon has been in the music business since the 90s. So in 1998, music CDs and albums was actually the second things that Amazon.com, the website, sold right after books. So it's actually been a continuous journey from you know, selling CDs and, and vinyls to uh, 2007 when we launched the MP3 download store and the cloud, the cloud uh, music account uh, where you can upload your music so that you can listen everywhere, to uh, 2014 when we launched Prime Music First, which is part of your Prime benefit, as you, most of you guys know, I guess. Um, and last year, we launched Music Unlimited, which is uh, all-you-can-listen, uh, you know, full catalog service, which you pay a monthly fee or a yearly fee for. So, we think we're super excited about these services. Uh, we're growing really fast. Um, two key, key differentiators that we, we think sorry we think are um, about our service. Number one is you know we're not dedicated to a particular platform you know in terms of mobile ecosystem. So we really strive to be on every single platforms you know to have the best experience you know. Um, and then the other thing is that um, we happen to be uh, one of the major use case on this little device called the Echo. So how many of you guys actually own, the, own an Echo? Oh, wow. OK. So, so we think that's actually a unique thing, right? Because um, the living room you know, is kind of an uncharted territory for music. And so we really, our organization really think about you know, a voice as, as one of the key, key ways that people will use to discover music, you know, get new recommendations, and a new way for people to interact with music. So we really think about features in a voice-forward way. So, so that's kind of sets the background about what Amazon Music is. Uh, so I'm going to pass it back uh, to Zach and Aaron to talk about how we actually use Pinpoint. Yeah, great. 
So um, as mentioned, and I think a few folks have come in since we started, uh, this evening we're going to send a push notification campaign to everyone and provide three months, three months of Amazon Music Unlimited uh, for free for you to try. And right now, Aaron and I are going to walk through what that would look like. How would we segment the room into uh, the audience that clicked on this deep link? How would we attach uh, the customer attribute to the endpoint? And so how would we actually enable that? So just walking through this, so behind me is a screenshot of the Amazon Pinpoint console. And it's some sample data that we have that really shows analytics. And we're starting with analytics, if you recall, from a couple slides ago, because that's really the starting point for effective user engagement. You have to know what your users are, are telling you. So on the top left, uh, you can see active, targetable endpoints. Top right, uh, overview of your campaigns. How are they performing? On the bottom, it's all about your app. You know, it's your daily active users, monthly active users. New endpoints, sessions, seven-day retention rate. So it, it really gives you the key metrics that, that you want to look at every day um, uh, for your application. So in, in this scenario, we actually want to create a segment. So in this hypothetical situation, the whole room is our, our, is our app audience. And we want to just drill down into the very unique users that decided to participate in this demo. So that's the folks that downloaded the app and went to the deep link. So it's pretty easy to do. So again, this is all the Amazon Pinpoint console. And this is what Amazon Music uses to drive their user engagement. So we're going to build a segment. So on the top left, you can see that. And we're going to name the segment. So uh, MBL 303 attendees. And we're going to build a segment. Um, important to note, you know, here's where you can uh, actually import segments that you might have uh, elsewhere. So it's really easy for you to uh, bring in different segments from different tools or different legacy systems that you might want to engage with. But for our demo purposes, we want to build a unique demo. And we want to engage over mobile push. And we're going to engage over mobile push because everyone has downloaded the app. And it's an effective channel to engage. But I'm actually going to let Aaron talk a little bit about how Amazon Music thinks about the different channels and why they decided to use Amazon or mobile push instead of email or SMS. Thanks, Zach. Um, so Amazon does leverage, or Amazon Music does leverage uh, multiple channels to, to reach our customers. Uh, so it, we're using both mobile push uh, through Android and iOS as well as email. Uh, but we really view mobile push as, a, as the more powerful uh, channel to use, and the reason is that it's much more direct in real time. Uh, obviously, with email, you gotta, you'd have to go and look at your email and kind of filter through all the other emails you have to find what we're trying to send you. But with mobile push, it's, you know, it's right on your device right away. Um, and so that's very powerful for us. It's, it's been a way that we can uh, really drive engagement much, much more uh, quickly than through email. Great. Okay, so next, now that we've named the segment, uh, we want to build it and we need to find the channel, now we need to filter. We need to create, we need to target against that segment. So there's really four great ways to do that and very easy ways to do that in the Pinpoint console. So first, app usage criteria. So it's pretty self-explanatory. And this is really powerful for re-engagement use cases. So has my user used the app with, over the, the X amount of time? So this enables you to quickly segment your app users to re-engage them if they haven't been active. Uh, the next is standard attributes, and this is pretty self-explanatory. This is information about each endpoint. So the app version, the country, the make, model. Uh, and this could be important if you want to send a message to a, a specific uh, device or specific uh, app version. What we're going to talk about today and what we're doing uh, later this evening when we send you the push notification is we're actually creating a custom attribute. And what that custom attribute does is it attaches to your endpoint, and the endpoint being your mobile device, it attaches something that's unique that we're looking for. So in this case, when you clicked on the URL, 
There's a deep link that, that allowed us to associate your endpoint um, with this custom attribute. So when we go through the console this evening, we're gonna filter for this reference marker, and then it's gonna pull in everyone that went to that, that URL. So now we'll have our segment of, of users that wanted to be engaged with. And last uh, but not least, we'll talk about user attributes and how you can filter on that. So user attribute, uh, first a user is uh, a parent to all of the endpoint IDs. So many folks have multiple devices, iPads, Android, iPhone, those are all endpoints and they map to users, so users are the parent. So for example, a user attribute might be your favorite team uh, because you have one favorite team and it's, it's indifferent to the device that you're on. Okay, great, so now we've created a segment. We have everyone in the audience that clicked on the deep link and, and we wanna actually create a campaign. So this is, this is pretty straightforward. So we're gonna create a campaign, we're gonna name the campaign, reinvent uh, Amazon Music Push. Uh, we're gonna engage over push and we're gonna do a standard campaign. But it's important to really talk about A-B testing and, and that's because it's often talked about but it's, it's seldomly done well. And everyone understands the value of A-B testing, but to empower your teams to do it easily on their own, that's what we strive to do here. And we want to provide tools for your marketing team, your growth team, your engineering teams to do things on their own. So this A-B testing is really beneficial when you're trying to determine the best message or the best time to send a message so that when you have the larger campaign, you can easily say, I have the data to back up that this is the best, the best verbiage or this is the best time of day. And Amazon Music uses this quite a bit, and I think they have a really interesting story. I think it was about the robot uh, engagement. I'll let, I'll let uh, Aaron share that. Right, um, yeah, just to talk a little bit about how we leverage um, the standard campaigns and the A-B testing campaigns. Uh, so an example of like a standard campaign could potentially be something like, oh, we, we know that you like this artist, and they just released something new, so uh, one thing that we could do would be to send you a notification when something new gets released. Um, but for A-B testing, uh, what's very powerful is that we can, we can really tweak the message and see like, how it's performing. So uh, one, one story about a success we had there is we had a recommendation for a station. So we said, oh, we know that these people like the station. So uh, the control, I guess, or the treatment one would be essentially just like a generic message that said, hey, we found the station for you. And then the, uh, the second message that we sent uh, said something like, our robots crunched the numbers and they came up with this uh, station for you. And it turns out that that second message, it was kind of a little bit more playful and our customers actually really engaged with that uh, much, much higher. So um, A-B testing is like really powerful for us to be able to really tweak the message and see uh, what's engaging to the, to the customer. Yeah, and so that, that kind of goes back to the earlier point about analytics driving all the decisions we make and, and what, what Pinpoint strives to do is provide those, those tools and that data because the intent of that message was, the intent of both messages was the same, it was just the way they were structured and it had a material difference on your campaign. So your user engagement should, should be just that, should be engaging. Um, and so great, so now we're gonna create a campaign and we need to go into the messaging. So straightforward, I will call out, um, we have standard notifications and silent notifications. In this case, we're gonna use a standard notification. We want the notification to be surfaced, we want you to see it. You do have the ability to send silent notifications, so if your app needs to receive data without the user being alerted, um, that's certainly an option. Uh, the, the title, we're gonna call this Welcome to Amazon Music, so that's what you'll see later uh, this evening. And then the message, so uh, try Amazon Music for three months for free by tapping this notification and using the reInvent 2017 promo code. So that's what you'll see, and if you'd like to try Amazon Music, um, the promo code is reInvent 2017. You'll have it in the message. 
And then next we're gonna talk about um, how we're gonna direct you to, to, to use that, that promo code because we want to take as many friction, as, many, as much as the uh, clicks out of the process as possible. So I'm gonna call attention to the go to URL because this is where we're gonna send you um, if you click on the push notification, if you engage with it. And this brings you to the sign up page and then allows you to sign up um, using the, the promo code and just makes it one, one less step that you have to do to try the demo. Great, so next is scheduling. So this goes back to the first slide when we talked about time. So it's really important that when you think about user engagement, you think about what time you're gonna send this message. So I've highlighted what I think is, is one of the most useful parts of the, of the campaign workflow, which is user's local time. So if you have a recurring campaign at 8 a.m. Eastern time, you wanna make sure this box is checked, otherwise it's showing up at 5 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. And so it's those little things that are often overlooked but make all the difference in, in a message. You know, it goes, goes back to receiving an alert in the middle of the night. You're not gonna engage with it, you're, you're, you know, you're sleeping. Uh, also, quiet time, uh, quiet time start, quiet time end, just being able to bracket time frames where you don't want notifications to go through. And this is important. This is important for customers that have a global customer bases um, and also important for customers that want to have consistent uh, messaging across, uh, across the day. And I know Amazon Music uses this uh, for some of the use cases as well. Right, so um, yeah, this is a really important feature for us. So Amazon Music is available uh, in multiple countries across the globe. So it's, it's very important that we can actually um, you know, send in the user's local time zone. We want to be very cognizant of uh, you know, not, not spamming the user during times that are inconvenient for them. Um, so I think I, I mentioned previously, uh, we view push as, as very powerful and it's very direct in real time, but uh, you know, along with that comes the responsibility of making sure that you're not, you're not like uh, over messaging your customers or, or annoying them. So uh, for example, like uh, I love uh, heavy metal music, but that doesn't mean I want to get a recommendation at 1 a.m. to listen to you know, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, it's probably not the right time for, for me to, to, to get that, so. Uh, and then the quiet time is also, also very useful, um, you know, just to make sure that we're not sending stuff during times that are, is gonna be annoying for the, for the customer. Okay. So next is, is review, and this is, uh, you know, the last step before you actually hit the launch button. And we just like to call this out because when you're working in an environment when there might be millions of, of endpoints and, uh, or millions of users, you want to make sure that everything's, everything's aligned before you uh, go ahead and go. And so this slide, and this is after you've launched the campaign, I just call out the campaign analytics on the top left, excuse me, top right. Because this is sort of like the positive feedback loop that we talked about earlier. This is really starting back to the analytics now. So you just say, let's... We've launched a campaign to 10 million users. We need to go back in and start the process over again on really understanding what the campaign did. Was it effective? Did people opt in, use the promo code? Uh, did they find it annoying and delete the app? You know, th this data really empowers the next campaign. So each campaign, uh, each engagement, uh, you get a little bit better. Great. So, now I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. I'm gonna talk about who, who is Amazon Pinpoint built for. So I, I hope through the, the screenshots that we showed you, um, we were able to demonstrate that it's, it's intuitive and user-friendly. So when we built Amazon Pinpoint, a lot of feedback from customers we received was, hey, it, I need to enable my teams to be effective on their own. I can't field questions as a developer all day. Uh, I need to empower my marketers, my growth teams. So intuitive and user-friendly enough. That's one of the things we heard. But we didn't want to dilute the console down, um, 
to the point where you didn't have power and control. So that goes to some of the features that we talked about with quiet times, uh, max messages sent per campaign, max messages that a, a user can receive. We want to provide the marketing teams really the control to uh, make powerful user engagement. And then, of course, reliability at scale. The last thing you want to have to think about uh, is reliability, especially as your app's taking off and you're sending more and more engagement messages. You want to ensure that Pinpoint will scale with you, and we will. And then lastly, everything you saw on the, the console demo uh, is available through S uh, APIs and SDKs. So, of course, as any AWS service, it's uh, developer-friendly, and, um, and you can use any, any of, uh, of those to enable the features that we saw. So now I just want to talk about a little bit about where Amazon Pinpoint's going. And before I can talk about where we're going, I think it's important to talk about a little bit about where we came from. So this will help you understand sort of the pace that we move and how important customer feedback is to dictating our roadmap. So as I mentioned, we launched last year and we were just targeted push notifications. And the feedback we got from customers was great. Push notifications are exciting, but they're one part of the puzzle. You know, we need multi-channel messaging, we need email, we need SMS. So six months later, we launched support for email and SMS. And no surprise, we, we talked to customers, and they, they said sort of the same thing. This is great, but we need even more channels. You know, we want to enable more use cases. You know, how can we contact users on really the channel of our choice? And so yesterday, we, we launched Pinpoint Extensions. And so Pinpoint Extensions enables you from Pinpoint to call a Lambda function. And the Lambda function can uh, unlock uh, user messaging through various channels, such as a Facebook Messenger. So it's our approach to allowing customers um, to sort of bring their own channel in terms of engagement. So you can now contact your users through really the channel of, of preference. And then in the future, so what does three to five years out look, look like for Amazon Pinpoint? And I get that question a lot. And I think the way I always answer it is, you know, we, we want to get to uh, empower customers to have the seg segment of one so that you can really look at your whole audience and know what's the best message to send each individual user. And so I think three to five years out, it looks something along the lines of incorporating um, predictive analytics and some machine learning to really have that segment of one, that unique use case where the user is receiving a message that's tailored specifically for them. And so now I just want to leave you on the pinpoint side with some customer case studies, and I'm going to turn over to Johnson and talk more about Amazon Music. Um, so how some other customers are leveraging AWS for customer engagement. So we have Netflix sending uh, email at scale. Duolingo uh, using app analytics to really build a better, better app. Uh, Jiro using pinpoint kinesis to look at real-time information and create actionable insights. And then the Washington Post uh, sending messages but making sure they're not sending too many messages and making sure they're not sending them in the middle of the night. So that's how some customers are leveraging AWS services to engage their end users. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Johnson. He's going to talk a little bit more about Amazon Music, and then we're going to look into detail on how they've integrated with Amazon Pinpoint. Sure, thanks, Zach. Um, yeah, so you guys probably want to hear some war stories of you know, what, what went well and what you know, went horribly wrong in our integration. Um, so, but before I get into that um, and also like, go into our architecture a little bit, um, I just want to give you a little bit more context about you know, what's the team that uh, I work in and, and why Pinpoint makes sense for us. Um, and hopefully that can, can help you guys. So um, as I said earlier, I lead growth for music. Um, so the way Amazon Music thinks about growth really is simple. It's really our top priority, right? Growth, you know, growing is, is number one thing you know, every single year for us. 
So the way we tackle that is we have two dedicated small teams uh, focusing on the, the, the area of acquisition, user acquisition, which is bringing new users, as well as engagement, which is you know, getting existing users to, to use more, you know, listen to more music, you know, try out all the different features, you know, be, go out and recommend to their friends and family about, you know, about how great the service is. So we have these two teams, um, and we have kind of three top-level tenants that kind of governs how we, how we execute on growth. Number one is that you know, we try to move really fast. Um, and the reason for that, you know, there's, there's multiple reasons, but the biggest reason is because a lot of times what you try to do for growth, you have no idea whether it's going to succeed or not. It's very experimental in nature. So doing things really fast mean, allows you to fail fast. right? Um, and that kind of brings me to the uh, way that we prioritize. So in Amazon Music, the way we prioritize all growth-related stuff is we have a single unified backlog. Uh, instead of you know, thinking about like, really long-term roadmaps, we try to you know, prioritize our backlog continuously based on the return of investment. And the reason, again, is because we want to fail fast, we want to experiment, we want to try different things. And once we try different things, we can understand our user better, and then we can you know, find that growth factor. Right? And then last bit, you know, we are trying to be really data-driven, so we try not to do anything without you know, having in insights into what we do. Um, so that, you know, that, that information both informs our experimentation, uh, which I talked about earlier, but also about you know, customer insight, understanding our customer better um, so that we can you know, do, do the right thing to, to engage our customer. So these three tenants really kind of help us decide when we, when, when we wanted to. We knew that we had needs for push notification. We knew that conversion for push is, is high. But we didn't really, because we want to move fast, we didn't really want to go and build you know, our own infrastructure, you know, for targeting and segmenting and campaign management using, like, really raw primitives. So at that moment, I think Pinpoint was just starting so because it, it just got announced uh, at, at reInvent last year. And so we looked at it, and we said, okay, well, you know, it's, it's not perfect. It's missing a bunch of features, but we think it's, it's, it's got the values that, you know, that, we, that we're looking for. And, you know, we can, and the great thing is that because it's an AWS service, we can partner with them, and then, you know, we can grow together, right? So we chose to go with them, um, and I think the analytics focus that uh, Zach mentioned earlier, you know, really also fits into our tenant about being data-driven. So, you know, before we integrated with Pinpoint, for example, we already have a full-fledged proprietary, you know, metric system that we have at Amazon Music. So, because the fact that they engineered it not only for marketing teams to set out campaigns, they also build REST APIs, which we can easily integrate, you know, on AWS, whether it's through Lambda or Kinesis. That really helped us to, to bridge the gap between our existing system and Pinpoint for the purpose of segmentation. Um, last but not least to mention on this slide, um, so even though we have these two dedicated growth engineering teams that are pretty full stack, we have a lot of partner teams, right? So marketing team, you know, we actually, Amazon Music actually has dedicated marketing teams for outbound messaging for acquisition and engagement. So we work closely with them, um, and we really wanted a tool that, you know, is, that's going to enable these marketers that are really not technical at all to be able to go out and create, you know, creative campaigns um, because without, you know, bugging the engineering team all the time, because otherwise we would not be able to do all the other stuff that we want to do, which is product experimentation and funnel analysis and all that stuff. So that also, you know, is one of the key reasons why we chose Pinpoint. So I'm going to talk a little bit about... Um, our integration architecture, and then I'm going to pass it to Aaron to talk uh, about more, more of the implementation details. Um, so here is a very high-level uh, architecture uh, of how we integrate with Pinpoint. So as you can see, uh, Pinpoint is the purple box there, and the blue boxes on the left side are existing uh, 
building blocks that Amazon Music already had before our integration, right? So we had a lot of services, microservices that are running our backends that owns accounts, catalog, playback, et cetera. As I mentioned before, we had our own metric system already, uh, and we also have, obviously, a data warehouse, which is used for uh, analytics, business intelligence, as well as you know, payment reporting, right? Because we got to deal with the music labels. Um, so one key call out on this uh, slide is that um, you can see that we have two we have kind of two pipelines uh, to to uh, leverage the custom attributes. So you have the top pipeline there, which is the live uh, attribute updater. So so the way that works is that you know. Our system has you know, a live understanding of user states that are changing. So for example, if a user just signed up for Prime, if a user um, just played a particular station, we have that information. So we can, you know, through SNS Topic and Lambda, we can basically plumb that into Pinpoint you know, through the, one of the custom attributes REST APIs. And then we can use the, the, you know, the marketers can then use the campaign management uh, UI that Zach showed earlier to schedule campaigns based on that. Separately, the bottom flow, um, before we started uh, using Pinpoint for push notification, we already had actually infrastructure um, to segment our users for other purposes. So for, for example, you know, we had emails campaigns, you know, we had sweepstakes, we had other things that are for personalization. So we really didn't want to go and reinvent you know, that whole infrastructure again when we, when we integrated with Pinpoint, right? So what we ended up doing was, we leverage the existing ETL jobs uh, that's running on our data warehouse on a periodic basis. Um, and effectively, we dumped it into our, uh, you know, a segment repository that we created on S3. And we created an automation that basically triggers a Lambda whenever uh, the segments get put into the S3 bucket, such that you know, they get ingested and, again, update, updates the custom attributes for specific endpoints for all the users that are in those segments. Um, so, Aaron, do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, how, how do we, how are we going to do the, uh, the actual send for reinvent audiences? Sure. On this? Thanks, Johnson. <laughs> right. So, uh, if you guys clicked on that uh, link, you couldn't see it because it was a tiny URL, but what, what it actually redirects to is a link that has a query parameter where uh, it basically uniquely identifies that link. Um, so, what happens when you click that is the, the client device is then going to send an event to our metric service here. Uh, which will get ingested by this uh, insight attributor. Uh, and what happens then is um, you may be wondering like, why we have this, uh, this mapping table over here. Uh, it's because when we initially built this, um, Pinpoint didn't have the concept of like, a, a user. So there was no way for us to map like, our customer uh, ID to their actual device. Um, so we, we, it actually does now. There's this user ID field. But at the time, uh, we just wanted to get this up and running. So this is what we built. Uh, so what happens is you click the link, we, we get this event that, it, that goes into the, the attributor. So that uh, essentially has your customer ID along with the link that you clicked on, uh, which we can then map to the endpoint ID, which Pinpoint knows about. Uh, and from there, we can then actually update an attribute for your endpoint uh, in Pinpoint. And so that's kind of what Zach was showing you guys in the console. You, you could see that ref marker there. Uh, that was essentially um, the attribute in Pinpoint. So once we have it in there, we can then use it to target you guys with a, a message. Um, yeah, I think that's basically the gist of that. Um, so I think we're going to pass it to Zach. Yeah. yeah. And, and just one last slide and just sort of some, some parting thoughts. It's, you know, be right about the channel, the message, the time, the content that you're sending your users. 
And, and Pinpoint enables this holistic view, right? This 360 comprehensive view of your users, whether it's direct messaging, uh, often known as transactional, marketing messaging, um, it, it all, all matters, right? It's all a contact point with your customer. And then the second point is, is two-way conversations are, are true user engagement. And two-way conversations don't necessarily need to be direct. It could be indirect through the action your users are taking. So start with the analytics. Look at the message analytics. Look at the user analytics. Figure out what they're doing, what they're telling you indirectly, and then create a better story for them. So the two-way conversations are what we really think about user engagement is it's about the customer providing feedback to the messages um, that you're sending them. And then last but not least, um, we'll send a notification tonight. So you'll see an, an Amazon Music push notification with this promo code and the link to go to sign up if you'd like to try. Additionally, uh, if you want to write it down, uh, it's reInvent 2017. Um, so at this point, we'll open up to any questions, and we appreciate everyone uh, joining us today. Okay. Any questions? Sure. Yeah. So, so the question is, uh, we talked about A/B testing. Does are you? I'm assuming you're asking about Amazon Music, right? Yes. Yeah. So, no, Amazon Music doesn't use uh, A/B testing functionality in Pinpoint to do functional testing. Um, we do do heavily A/B testing in the product, um, but we have our own infrastructure in Amazon Music that does that. Um, the A-B testing in Pinpoint is basically, you know, specifically around messaging. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you can, you can also A-B test the schedule. So if you want to see if, you know, sending it at a certain time is better than sending it at another time. That's something I didn't mention before. So you can, you can A-B test both on the schedule and on the actual uh, copy of the text that you're sending. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So um, Pinpoint's a relatively new service, and, and SES has been there, been established. So um, as you'll see over time, uh, SES, uh, Pinpoint's going to incorporate more of SES features and more of the functionality. Um, and so what's the difference today? The difference today is SES is a more robust transactional platform, uh, and Pinpoint over time will absorb those functionalities and capabilities. So your question is, does it have the same limits in terms of recipients that it can receive? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a good question. I'm not sure I have the best answer for you, but I'll, I'll follow up afterwards and make sure I can get that for you. Yeah, Henrik? Yeah, that's There's your answer. Yeah. Sure. Uh, back left. Sure. So the question was, can you elaborate on the personalization of the messages? And that's a good question because it's really important, right? And personalized messages get us closer to that segment of one, get us closer to the feeling that you're receiving a message that's tailored to you. And so when you're creating a message, there's variables that you can have within the message so that you can pull in the attributes that are specific to the endpoint. So you could have first name, you know, uh, really, any, any, any attribute you want, you can customize it so that the message is tailored to the specific endpoint that you're sending it to. Uh, there's a gentleman right behind you, then I'll come to you.
So if I understand your question correctly, you can use the analytics that are generated from your app that Pinpoint collects and streams out however you'd like. So you can use Pinpoint with Kinesis, Kinesis to S3 Redshift, and then you use that data stored there to put it on any other analytics platform that you might be interested in. I'm not sure if that answers your question, but the general purpose of the analytics is however you, you need them. Okay, I'm not sure about the, the Amplify integration with the Pinpoint Analytics. Um, yeah. Okay, um, let me follow up with you as well. Sure, right there. So you have to create your own templating uh, within Pinpoint. You can save those templates for future use, uh, but we don't have the full-fledged industry the content management templating uh, right now. Yep. Let me, let me try to answer yeah, sure. that. So I, I think um, um, in terms of segmentation and you know, really more, in, I think you're asking about more intelligent recommendation, right? Um, so I, you know, at least from Amazon Music's perspective, you know, Pinpoint is the primitive you know, for us to, you know, it's a capability for us to segment users and you know, have, have you know, basically a way, you know, a plumbing that allows us to kind of feed user intelligence that we have that's specific to Amazon Music into the segmentation system such that we can create campaigns and track that. So I think of that, th these are as two separate problems. So you know, the, the, we can keep on making our recommendations smarter or you know, get more information about the user, um, but as long as we have a pipe, you know, which is the REST APIs and the Kinesis integration, as long as we have these, me these mechanisms, these tools, then we can kind of plumb that into Pinpoint and Pinpoint will just take advantage of that. Great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I could. <laughs> um, yeah, so one engagement uh, segment that uh, we're working on right now is the, what we call the Labs customer. Um, so, you know, so for example, we track, you know, if, you haven't, if you're a registered user for Prime Music, but you haven't come back you know, in seven days, you know, it's a great moment for, you know, we have historic data that tells us that if we re-engage you, then chances are the retention curve is better. So that, that would be an example of campaign. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can. I can give more than that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a good question. Today, there's no retry mechanism. We're looking at um, how we can do retry in a, in a smart way so that in the future, the right messages can be retried and the ones that you don't care about are, can be thrown away appropriately. So to answer your question, no, not today, but it's something that we're looking at. 
back. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So uh, in the console experience, actually, I think one of the slides, there's the media URL. Um, let's see if I can get there for you. Not sure if it's going to surface. Yeah, so it looks like it's not, not here on the slide, but below the action is where you can uh, provide a, a link to a public image that will create a rich push notification. Yeah, I think you can do multiple icons. There's like a, a large image, and you can also specify like a smaller icon and a large icon. Um, and then I think you also have emoji support, <laughs> if that's something that you are interested in. Which is apparently super effective. Right. <laughs> It's something we're evaluating, the messaging capability, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's technically, you could do it through silent notifications. That's something we didn't really get into, but uh, if you actually look on this slide, the, if you go to silent, you can actually just send, like, essentially what's a raw payload, and then on the client, you can parse that however you want. Right, so, we, so Amazon Music actually leverages that capability as well for some of the, some of the engagement things that we do. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that we would love to see Pinpoint do more. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, thank, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate you joining us today.